Welcome to Beyond the Tools, the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads, grow their business, and finally get off the tools. In each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Hey, contractors, welcome back to Beyond the Tools. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, and today's guest is an absolute legend in this industry and in the podcast world. Tom Reber is an entrepreneur, coach, HGTV host, and the founder of The Contractor Fight. His content has helped hundreds of thousands of home improvement contractors improve their lives and their businesses. He coaches and advises business owners and CEOs on how to lead better, build stronger teams, and scale their businesses profitably. He's also the host of the Contractor Fight podcast, one of my favorites in this industry, and the world's top show for contractors. And he's the author of Winning the Contractor Fight. Tom is a United States Marine Corps veteran, lover of fine tequila, and loves kettlebells. He's originally from Wheaton, Illinois, and currently resides in Colorado Springs. I love this conversation with Tom today because it's really about what goes on in our brains. That constant chatter that is either lifting us up or tearing us down. And that's what ultimately affects everything that's going on in our lives and our business. In this conversation, Tom really shares some of the struggles that a lot of contractors are going through, how you can simplify your business and make decisions that are going to protect yourself, your well-being, that of your family, and ultimately propel you to the next step. We talk about how success starts at home, and it starts with you. If you are struggling in your business right now, or you really just need a little extra pep in your step as we head into a new year, this is the interview for you. Let's head on over and hear from Tom. Welcome to the show, Tom. So excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's I've been looking forward to having a conversation with you. Me too. And I know I told you this before, but I'm sure listeners aren't aware. But when I was first starting this podcast and I was trying to get a feel for what was going on in the industry and what some of the other podcasts mm-hmm. were, the contractor fight was one of the first ones that really stood out to me. And I was a fan and a listener. So I'm Thrilled that we get to be having this conversation today. Well, thank you. Yeah, we've been at it quite a while. I think we're up over 700 and something episodes to date. And, um, you know, it was, it's funny, you know, you know, this doing this as well with podcasting, like you never want to go back and listen to those first ones as a host because you're, you're terrible. At least I was like, I think my first hundred were bad. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't figure it out till around a hundred, hundred and something, but, uh, but yeah, and we're always refining the show and looking to get better and 
um, you know, we're just blessed to have a lot of people that, that like our style. So appreciate you. Absolutely. And for those listeners who aren't super familiar with you and your work, what Mm -hmm. is the contractor fight and what's your mission? Yeah. So, uh, the contractor fight, the broad, I'll, I'll get into the, the other stuff in a second here, but we we're we coach home improvement contractors and CEOs and we have, um, you know, tons of free resources out there. We do speaking engagements, put on big events and all that to help contractors win the fight between their ears. And that's really what the contractor fight is. Mm-hmm. Um, we, every, every human being has a battle going on every day between their ears. And, um, and so the contractor fight addresses that first and foremost to help people win that fight. And then once you take care of that, everything else is just kind of some math and some strategy to grow your business. And uh, and so our, our number one purpose and mission is to bring respect and dignity back to the trades. I love that. Thank so you. when you talk about the fight between your ears, what is the reality for most contractors right now? Why are they struggling the way that they are? Well, we spent our whole lives telling ourselves stories, you know, like, so for instance, I, I'm, uh, I'm 53 years old. I grew up, um, you know, in a broken home. I, I rode the short bus for two years and was in special ed, um, like the real short bus and all that stuff. And it was, uh, and my whole life, I told myself this story that I was stupid. And so I wouldn't engage intellectually. I would never share my feelings because I was always afraid they were going to be wrong. And and so that's just, you know, part of my story, right? And the, the story we tell ourselves. And when you tell yourself something enough times, you believe it. And those beliefs lead to actions or non-actions. And those actions or non-actions get you the results that you have. And so most contractors are telling themselves stories and their their lack of success, their stress, their uh, anorexic bank accounts, uh, the turmoil at home, you know, because they're working too much, you know, fill in the blank, whatever they're facing, it's self-imposed, it's friendly fire. Mm. And so, um, you know, for those listening, like you can charge more money. You don't have to run around and give free estimates. You don't have to play the contracting game the way everybody else plays it. Cause let's just pull back here a minute. 90% of contractors don't even know their numbers. They don't know what they're charging. They don't know what to charge. They're not making money. I mean, we've done poll after poll of thousands of contractors through the years. And you know, the average small contractor, I'm talking guy under a million bucks a year, we'll just call it that, is only making 60 or 70 grand a year. You know, and they're up to their eyeballs in debt. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of a couple of people right now I had a conversation with recently that just, you know, jumped into one of our groups that He's got like half a million in debt from all these payday loan services and stuff because he's, you know, he just doesn't have the tools to fight this battle. He does. He's a tradesman and he's a great tradesman. And you know how it is. It's the the whole Michael Gerber thing, the e-myth, you know, you can bake a cake, but, you know, you can't run a cake business. And so, um, so I'm in people's faces all the time, just, you know, um, you know, I give them a hard time about all the tool porn that's out there on Instagram and stuff and social media. Like you, you put a tool on Instagram and 750 million contractors love that post <laughs> and they comment on it. And then I do a post on raise your prices and, you know, don't settle for anything less than a 50% gross profit. And there's like crickets, you know? Yeah. And so I, I want to encourage you guys to, to get uncomfortable and run into the punch and put as much or more effort into being a business person as you have learning your craft. We have a thing that we say here, my wife reminds me all the time, and she actually says it now. We say it so much in the fight that the minute you go into business for yourself in the trades, um, whatever that skill is in the trade carpenter, painter, whatever, um, that is no longer your number one job, right? Like that's not your role anymore. 
Yeah. Okay. The work has to be done. That's a given. We get that. But your number one role is to sell stuff, mm-hmm. it's to build your brand, it's to lead your team, it's to run the business, it's not to do the craft. Yeah, it's timely. I had a conversation this morning with a friend who's a business owner in the trades and mm-hmm. in a similar position in that looking at it, I could make way more money doing something else, working for somebody else and all the stress that comes with that. But I think a lot of people don't realize it doesn't have to be that way, mm-hmm. which is probably yeah. a simplification in a lot of ways. But do you think that contractors are overcomplicating things? 100%, especially painters. You painters listening, you guys are knuckleheads. All right. I'm one of you, by the way. I, I ran a painting business for many years and a painter can complicate a one-man parade. Um, you, you know, like I, my uncle's a painter, my grandfather's a painter. I ran a you know, company doing three to 400 projects a year for 10 years. And we, I just look back at how we complicate things, but yes, contractors in general. So I want like, and, and this, my eyes were open to this many years ago with uh, one of my business partners in one of our sales training programs. He, um, multi-millionaire with several different businesses, you know, a uh, lot of, lot of, you know, seven figure exits and things like that. And just a great mentor to me for many years, his number one rule, like he just keeps everything simple. Number one rule is don't mess with the money. All right. And a lot, a lot of contractors don't want to hear that because you're like, well, money's icky, you know, and I want to be fair to my clients and those types of things. So number one rule, you got to get your money mindset, right? Number two, uh, and this is our rule here is if it costs you a buck to produce, you charge at least two. That's keeping mm-hmm. it simple. Okay. Don't worry about the going rate. The going rate is keeping 90% of contractors broke. You get to the end of your career and all you have to show for it is a small bank account, no retirement, a broken body because you care about the going rate. So yeah. this is what we mean by just keep things simple. Like, um, you know, what what's the next best action? What's the, you know, if you think to yourself, man, I got to you see your phone light up with a customer that you know is mad at you. Simplify it. Just answer the phone, you know, call the person back, you know, show up without bedhead in the morning and act act like you've been up a little bit. And and I mean, it's so easy to succeed. You know, it's simple to see, succeed. Let me put it that way. However, success is going to be inconvenient. It's going to be uncomfortable at times and it just takes what it takes. And success doesn't care about your feelings, you know, so you need to just Stop complicating things. I mean, and when I say this, like I want to give more context because it probably sounds like I'm a lunatic right now. When I was doing all these hundreds of paint jobs a year, and I'm I'm our main sales guy at the time, and my partner was amazing. He handled operations. And I would sit down and spend hour after hour after hour for years trying to figure out how to present bids in a way that made it more attractive for people to hire us. When the real issue is I just needed to tell people what the price was and be done with it and not rack my brain for days. I mean, I would negotiate against myself sitting at my computer until 1130 at night, wanting to hit send on a $12,000 project. And then I'd be, this is my money mindset garbage 20 years ago. Right. So, and you know, I go, ah, they'll never go for it. And we start making assumptions. And so that's what I mean by complicating things, guys. Like, um, you know, you don't, you don't have to play the same games. Everyone else is playing is, is the point here. Keep it simple. Um, you know, remember this money's unemotional right? Money, money is money. It has no feelings. The math never lies, you know? So if your overhead per month right now is 20 grand a month and, you know, then your break even point, if you're going to get a 50% gross profit, you need to deposit at least 40 grand into the bank every month. And that's just to break even and not even make a profit. So 
anyway, I don't want to get crazy on the in the weeds here, but keep it simple. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's actually a great segue because I know that you talk a lot about how some of the decisions that business owners make are essentially mm-hmm. stealing from their family or from their partner. Can you yeah. share a little more about that? Well, every time you negotiate against yourself, you're stealing time, money, and memories from your family. Every time you run out for free to somebody who's never going to be your customer, you're stealing from your family. Um, You're stealing from your future self. You're stealing from your retirement. You're stealing from being, I mean, I went, I remember going on a vacation. Number one, I hadn't been on a vacation in like 10 years. This is many years ago. And then finally scraped enough money together to go on vacation. And I couldn't afford ice cream. For the whole family. So, you know, my wife and I didn't get ice cream and we told the kids to get a small, and this is supposed to be a vacation. All right. And so, um, you know, and you're stealing from your family because you're stubborn. You think we've done it this way, or this can't be done in my area or because of the Brazilians or the illegals. I hear the Brazilians all the time. That's why I say that, um, you know, people say that like clients of ours. Um, it's just kind of an inside joke here. Sorry. But uh, if you're Brazilian, I love you, but you get the point. Um, but that's what they say, you know, or my trade. There's no way you can charge that in my area and my trade. And, you know, not now with the recession and like right now with recession, inflation, whatever we want to call it, you guys. You're stealing from your family right now if you haven't raised your prices right now. Mm-hmm. Most contractors are racing to the bottom right now, but what they don't understand, and and I don't know what I don't know what you're seeing, Crystal, but like with the people you work with, but lead flow is dipping a little bit. Part of it is the winter time and the holidays, but and and the economy, whatever it is. So when lead flow dips, you have less at bats. So you actually have to raise your prices to recover your overhead on less opportunities. And contractors have it flipped around and you're stealing from your family. So I I encourage everybody to just, you know, back to keeping it simple, right? Just keep it simple. Um, Define two most important words in business are clarity and consistency. Define what you want, the life that you want to live, how you want to show up every day. How do you want to spend your time? What do you want to look like, you know, health-wise? What do you want your relationship to look like? And then reverse engineer your life with the consistent daily actions where you're winning the moments each and every day. Mm -hmm. Because every moment of decision you have to raise your price, not to raise your price, that's a micro decision, okay? So I'm writing a new book right now called Win the Moments. And so this is fresh in my brain, but like um, you we lose or we win based on the micro decisions. Mm. So what I mean by that, like we're going into the new year and people are going to start setting what I call micro or macro goals, right? They're going to make macro decisions. I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. That's the macro one-time decision. Okay. Well, then the rubber hits the road and it's, do I eat the donut or not? Do I work out and honor the commitment I made or not? That's the macro decision you have to win the moment in. And so just look at the moment and And each time we make a decision, one way or the other, we're casting a vote for the future you, our future Mm -hmm. self. So if you want a a wealthy, fulfilled, you know, life, you want to be in shape, you want to have a great relationship with your spouse or partner, um, then you have to win more moments than you lose. And that's, it's, it's just simple. I don't know. I don't get it. But you're casting a vote, right? You're voting for who you want in office in the future, the Mm -hmm. version of you. Absolutely. One of the things I love, Tom, about your content, and obviously you do amazing marketing, and I love how you put yourself out there. One of the things that I admire and I think is so important is the way you talk about your wife. I think Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. And also something that you don't necessarily hear a whole lot of how important do you think your home life is to your success in business? Well, success starts at home. 
Um, and and I, I would say, so I, if, if people can visualize dropping a rock into the water, right, just from above, and where the rock hits is you. You are the center of your universe. Don't be, don't feel bad. You're not being selfish. You have to get oxygen for you. Okay. So whatever that looks like for you, for me, everybody in the house here, everyone in our company knows that there are certain times in the morning that Tom does, and she, the queen, my wife, we call her the queen. She, she, um, she calls it that thing I do, which is the, my morning routine, right? She's like, go do that thing you do. All right. And everybody knows Tom's doing his thing. And she has her thing. And so we get oxygen because my life, my relationships, my business will only be as strong as I am. So get in shape, you know, cut back on the booze, you know, um, get sleep, all these things to take care of you. What, you know, read, fill your brain with good stuff, you know, good books, good podcasts like this. Um, that's getting oxygen. Then the next ring of that ripple of the, the rock, right, is what I call my people. And that starts with my wife and then our kids. And then our fight team are all within that realm of my people. And they get my best energy, the first spots on my calendar in that order too. her kids company. And then the next ring out, we call build your empire. Okay. That's building our business. And so um, most of us, and I did this for many years and guys, you know, who don't know me, I've been, I've been on the top. I've been on the bottom. I've been bankrupt. I've everywhere in between uh, wealthy, you know, whatever. And um what I found for many years when I was struggling more, I had it flipped. I was in the name of taking care of my family. The business was first, right? And my health suffered. You know, we weren't going on date nights, you know, and you just, um, you're just consumed by trying to grow this thing with good intentions. You're not trying to steal time from your family, but you are. So um, success starts at home. You have to dial it in there. Every, uh, I do, um, I do higher level CEO coaching with, you know, uh, like eight figure and above businesses and stuff this small group and little workshops and things like that. And, and a little bit of one-on-one. And every time I work with somebody in that arena, um, we start with get oxygen and home life. They, they come for business help, right? They want to take it to another level, blah, blah, blah. And we dig in to, you know, I just asked a guy this morning on Instagram that I know, you know, we were talking about some stuff. I said, Hey, you know, he, he shared a sales goal and I, I I felt it was too small. And I said, so what would need to happen for, for you to be able to double that next year? And he's like, he went right to direct mail and all these other tactics and stuff. And I said, well, let's back up. Where, how do you need to show up differently personally to become the person that can handle building a business to twice the revenue that you said, you know, so it always goes back to you and home life. I promise you guys listening to this, you dial your you get you get yourself in shape, like take care, whatever that means to you. Okay. Just be your best. I'm not saying be a bodybuilder or whatever. Like you get my point here. Just give your best effort to your health, your sleep, your rest, and the people under your roof, your partner, your spouse, fill in the blank. I promise you, you just do those two things, your your business will get better. hundred percent So when we talk about all of that, change is hard. And scary. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a position right now where work and life feels like a real struggle, it can be difficult to know where to begin. Mm -hmm. So I know you talk about getting in shape and getting things in order at home, but what are some of those micro decisions that you can make to be able to improve things? Well, again, I, I don't want to, I'm simplifying this again, right? Like yeah. it's, it's a big word in our life here. My life is simplify. Like the first micro decision is to take care of yourself. 
you know, and I don't want to be a broken record here, but sit down with your spouse or if you're not married or have a partner or whatever, like just make, but like you have to, the, the first step is to honor the commitments you're already making to yourself, right? That's where your confidence grows. And so for instance, if, if, if I'm somebody who just knows I haven't been winning on all fronts of life and business. And by the way, you can have both at the same time. It doesn't have to be either or, but sit down with your spouse and just go, Hey, listen, you know, I'm not thrilled with the way things are going in life and in business right now. And it starts with me. We have a thing in the fight called own your crap. Like, you know, look in the mirror, you you don't have progress without truth. And so let's just tell the truth. Here's the truth. I've I've gotten out of shape. I'm not eating right. I'm drinking too much. I'm I'm undisciplined with my time or whatever. And, you know, if I'm talking to my wife about it, I'm like, babe, I got to dial this in. And, and so here's what I need. Are you cool? I, I've got to go on this eating plan or I got to get some sleep and this and that. And the second thing I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm protecting our relationship. So let's schedule a date night that's non, non-negotiable or whatever. Like just start with those couple little things. And then when, listen, we all have crazy seasons of business and life, right? So I'm not saying like, there's times, uh, you know, that we, um, I'll, I'll go to the queen and I'll go, Hey, these next couple of weeks are going to be crazy because we have this happening. We have this. So when in the moments is like communicate, Yeah, you know, don't expect your partner or your team or anyone to be mind readers. And if you're struggling with your team and you want to turn some things or maybe things are great at home, but your team's a mess, sit down with your team and just go, guys, I've failed you. And here's how I failed you. I've failed to be a great example for you of discipline and consistency mm. or whatever it might be. Um, and you, that will move the needle way more than you giving them crap about their performance and the right ones will step up and stay and the wrong ones will opt themselves out of your life and your business forever. And that's a good thing. So, you know, it's, it's just, I'm just finding that the longer I do this, just grow as a communicator. Don't be a mind reader, ask Mm -hmm. open-ended questions. You know, when you're, um, we always go into fix it mode, you know, I'm going to say guys, right? Guys go into fix it mode mostly, but I also think business owners go into fix it mode because we're used to fixing stuff. So, um, and you're not alone. Like when the moments is also leaning on your team, leaning on your spouse. Last night we were driving, her and I were driving and, and um, I had a, um, I have a decision I have to make in the near future, meaning the next three years, that's near future to me. (laughs) So I have a decision I have to make about something in the company and we're driving and I, and I just said, Hey, um, I'm going to need your perspective on this of when to hand this conversation with this person in the company. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing in the company. It's just a good thing. And I said, cause you have a perspective that I trust. And so, you know, when, or sometimes I'll go to the team, uh, our CEO and the contractor fight, his name's Neil. We have a Slack channel yesterday morning, two mornings ago, he put a message out. Um, and he, had a problem and he just put it out to the team and he's like, all right, listen, I, I know we're smarter when we're all thinking in the same direction here instead of me trying to figure all this out. So get your ego out of the way. That's another way to win the moments. And it doesn't mean that you're not in charge and you're not decisive and it's not your final say, but you know, get that input from people and be a better communicator and you'd be surprised how it helps your culture grow. And I know, I know I sound like a broken record, but this is what it means to keep it simple. Absolutely. Like my, the partner I shared with you earlier, like he, he's, he lived by the platinum rule, you know, the golden rules treat others the way they want it, the way you want to be treated. The platinum rules treat others the way they want to be treated, you know? And so we'll sit down with teams and I, this is something I need to be better at. I'm just not that great at this because I'm always like charging forward and super assertive and, you know, just attacking all the time. And I need to slow down now then and just go, um, you know, Hey Joe, how, how have I not shown up 
for you the way you need me to as a boss, a leader, a spouse, whatever, right? Um, how have I let you down? You know, the partner I was talking about, that was his golden question for people on his team. He's like, hey, in the last month or so, Crystal, how have I let you down? He just opens them up, opens himself up with vulnerability. When you do that, your people feel safe. They feel like you give a crap about them. And so treat people the way they wanted to be treated. You know, hey, listen, you know, when when uh, if you have a salesperson and they, they have a sales goal, I'm going to ask them, Hey, listen, when you're, when you're in a slump, how do you want me to lead you? You know, like, do you, do you want me to, to get in your face like an old school football coach? Cause I could do that. Or do you just want me to ask you a couple of questions? You want me to remind you of your why, like what's going to be helpful to you? And then you write that crap down. And then when you have an issue with somebody, this is where like disc profiles and all those other things come in or assessments that are helpful. But, um, I think the more, and this goes for the sales process, this goes for, you know, you know, your team, your home, your kids, all these things, just learn to be a better communicator. And in fact, our sales training program is like 99.9% just learning how to communicate with empathy. Like that's it. And we have guys that go, we have a guy, I'm thinking I, I could do a dozen examples. We have a guy, he's a GC, uh, North Carolina in 2019, he did 300 grand in top line sales. Um, and this, this kind of circles back to your mindset about what's possible, you guys. So, uh, oh, you can't do that in my area. You can't do this. You can't make that profit if you sub everything out, blah, blah, blah. So this cat, and I could share this. His name's Anthony. He spoke at our, our event in September on stage live, and it's on video and all that. So he said it publicly so I can say it. Um, he, um, he's an Army veteran. He's super active in his church. He was going to school to finish his degree, married, kid, all that stuff running a GC business, 2019 did 300 grand. He paid himself $12,000. Think about that. He did yeah. 300 grand in top line revenue and he paid himself 12 grand. Actually, I think it was 12 grand net profit. And I think he paid himself a thousand a month on top of that. Okay. So there you go. So 24 grand, whatever. 2020, he comes into our world and starts hearing stuff about getting a 50% gross profit, not running around and playing the typical sales game, tap dancing and trying to make the case why people should hire you, this and that. And he just said, I'm going to plant my flag and I'm just going to, I'm just going to do what I'm coached to do. I'm going to be uncommon. I'm not going to play the same by the same rules. So in 2020, uh, a year later, um, he did 2.7. So he went from 300 grand to 2.7. Everything is sub subbed out and he gets, he's produced selling and producing the work. Okay. With all subcontractors at a 50 or 52% gross profit. So that means for those uh -huh. listening, if your sub gives you a price of 20 grand, he's charging 40 grand for that service. Okay. Just it's doubling your costs, your direct costs, not your overhead. And then your gross profit is what's left to pay your overhead. You guys, he's home by like four o'clock every day. Well, in 2022 now, that we were, yeah, we're in 2022. Um, so he did 2.7 and 21. No, I, it was 2021 and 22. It wasn't 19. So I, cause it was just three years. So sorry, guys. Um, so he went from 300 grand, basically no profit, 2.7, totally crushing it, paid himself 500 grand or whatever. Um, and then this year, he's on track to do uh, 3.5, 3.6. Mm -hmm. Last conversation I had with him in September. Okay. Because he's choosing to not play by the same rules that all the other contractors are. So I want to encourage you guys, like it's just keep it simple. Trust the process. You know, this this is where we come at with with you and your marketing stuff that you do, Crystal, is we tell people all the time that you need to sell like you're independently wealthy, right? Without desperation, but you need to market like your next meal depends on it. Mm 
I love okay? that. <laughs> That's why people need to hire you. They need to hire you to dial this stuff in and get clear on who their ideal client is and, you know, clear on what their messaging is and be consistent and play the long game with this stuff. And, you know, and then while you're doing your thing, there's certain activities that are daily bacon making activities, we call them, that they could be doing to supplement what you're doing on that other side of the marketing piece. And that's how this stuff works. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Stop complicating it. Yeah. And it's absolutely the truth that if you've got a consistent flow of new opportunities coming in all the time, then mm -hmm. you don't have to grovel or take jobs that aren't really suited to you because you yeah. know that the next one's around the corner. Well, in fact, reason I brought up Anthony is he really focused on like our sales process. We teach you how to communicate with empathy and ask great questions. So the main, number one thing he did was he practices sales role play calls in our group every day of the week. That's how he turned his mindset around and stuff. We we do every weekday, we have live role plays with 50, 60 contractors on these calls and you're getting better. Like if you, if you're a, you know, I was in the Marine Corps, Marines go to the rifle range, right? Um, golfers go to the driving range. You know, major league baseball players go into the batting cages. You know, you don't just get to a level and and just stay there. You know, you have to keep refining your skills and there's always another level. And so all of this is just rooted in how you how you think and how you communicate. Mm -hmm. I promise, guys, your success is so less about the trade, you know, and, and we're always, I mean, every time somebody comes, this is good for you, by the way, people should hire you. Um, every time somebody comes to me with a problem. Like I can't find employees. Nobody wants to work. You know, um, I got this problem. I got that problem. I go build your brand, build your brand, build your brand. When you build your brand, you are magnetic. You are attractive. You can be found. There are 20 carpenters in your area right now. If you're a GC or a carpenter company or a painter or whatever, there's 20 of whatever you want are in your area right now. They would love to come work for you, but they don't know you exist because you don't build your brand. And you're wearing this word of mouth crap as a badge of honor. Okay, word of mouth is amazing. I love it, but it's not predictable. It's not building your brand. It's just referral work. And if you want to stay small, you know, a million bucks or less or whatever, and be a small contractor, then go for it. That's fine. I'm not telling you, but if you, for all of you that go, I want to scale, I want to build a team, and I can't, it, it's rooted in building your brand, raising your prices. People pay more money for brands. I mean, I just went and bought the new iPhone because my old iPhone broke and I paid for it last night, the iPhone 14 or whatever it is. And, you know, I paid more because it's Apple, right? And, you know, people pay more for Nordstrom's and people, they'll pay more for you if they know who you are. And here's the other thing, when you're building your brand on social media and all the things that you do and stuff, and you're you're showing people behind the curtain, the type of people. That's why I share so much about my life and my relationship yeah. with the queen and those things that you referenced earlier is I want people to know the type of people we are here in the fight. And so when you do that, you guys, there's, I promise you, there's another foreman at some other company who his boss has been letting him down for eight years in a row. And it all started with, he promised to give him a company truck seven years ago, and he still hasn't done it. Okay. Yeah. And, and the only reason he hasn't left and come to work for you is he doesn't know you exist because you don't build your brand. Building your brand and hiring to me are the same thing. You need to Absolutely. build your brand for customers, build your brand for future subs or employees or you know however your business model is. 365 days a year, non-negotiable, build your brand. Yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of people think that it's it is more complicated than it is. Mm -hmm. But the 
bar is very low, especially in the trades, I find. There's not that many companies that are proactive about hosting frequently and sharing their team yeah. and all the opportunities there. So well, and let me let me say this also, like you got to be attractive not just to your client future clients, but the future workforce. And I know this is a big pain for everybody right now. So I want you to just would you want to hang out with you? You know, would you want to come to work every day where you, where you're running the show? Would you be inspired by you like your health and your relationship and your life? One of the reasons kids don't want to go in the trades is they're looking at their dad who's fat, out of shape. He's got plumbers cracked. The marriage is a wreck. They don't have any money to go on vacation. This was me, by the way. Okay. Growing up, like my friends were all the sons of lawyers and doctors and we're going to Vail and, 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 you know, everywhere for spring break. We never went anywhere for spring break. And my dad was the trades guy. I love my dad and all that. Like, right. Okay. But you guys, are you, are you living in an attractive life where people would go, man, the trades don't look too bad. You get to be outside, you get to build cool stuff, you get to, you know, use cool drones and technology for marketing or whatever it might be. You're making shit tons of money. Like if you've been in if you've been in the game as a as a home improvement contractor in any way, shape, or form for more than I don't know. I I, I feel really bad when I say this, but I'm just gonna say it. like if for more than like three years and you're not making 250 grand in your pocket, uh, you are missing the boat. Yeah. All right. Um you are missing the boat. It's it's time that you live in a gated community and instead of just working in them. Okay. Like it's time that you can go pay cash, you know, for the new car, the new Audi or whatever that you want instead of just your customers. And this again circles back to our mindset, how we think about ourselves. And I said, you know, everything we do, like 90, 99% of what we 90% of what we coach and teach on is about how you think about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and and the value you bring to the world. And the value you think you that that you deserve or don't deserve certainly affects that. So, um, you know, let's raise our standards. We're better than this. Good people in the trades. I'm not. If it sounds like I'm ripping on you guys, I'm not. Crystal knows if she's heard the show before. I use a lot of f moms. I haven't used one today, by the way. Um, <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> and I think I only said the s word. But I'm pretty intense and passionate guy because I care about you guys and want you to win. I'm tired of you guys losing. But sometimes I feel like I want it more than you all do. Because you, mm. you're like, you spent, con, I'm calling all contractors out here that call BS on the 50% and you can't, you can't, you know, you have to run around and go see everyone as a prospect instead of having a conversation on the phone and pre-qualify them the way that we teach it, whatever, right? Um, I feel like so many co- contractors are working harder to defend their position of misery than they are, are working to get better, okay? Ooh. And, you know, yeah, but if you, if you're like, yeah, but. Hey, you need to raise your prices. Yeah, but you're defending your misery. Okay. So when the moment's right now, raise your prices. So, so guys, look at your last job, whatever it is. If it's not at least a 50% gross profit, then raise your prices on the next bid right now, period. Don't inch your way up. Just do it. Okay. Jump in the cold water and get it over with. It's not that bad. And when you build your brand with somebody like Crystal, when you learn how to sell and communicate, Okay, in ways that other contractors won't in the sales process, the price is irrelevant. I promise you, it's like seventh on the list. Okay, because people buy for their reasons, not yours. And and you're like you're putting all of your garbage about money and sales and what can and can't be things be sold for in your trade. You're you're projecting that onto your prospect. All right, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times through the years before I understood this stuff that I would bid something at ten grand and the customer would go, "Oh, thank God! I thought it was going to be thirty. That's what our neighbor paid." 
Wow. You know, so because I I was jacked up in in my mindset. Yeah, I love that. And Tom, we've covered a lot of ground here today, and I think so many valuable insights. I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you, so I'll give you the opportunity to share that in a minute. But we are heading into a new year. I think it's very mm-hmm. exciting. This is a timely conversation. And I'm just curious, what's one thing you're personally excited about for the next year? Um, I'm I'm really excited that um so it's it's it happened in mid-year this year. I stepped aside as CEO of the contractor fight and just into the founder role. And my right hand guy, Neil, is the CEO. And he is um He's a rock star at just planning, running the day to day, marketing, copywriting. Like he, that's kind of his wheelhouse. But he's—I'm excited for to enter this full year in my new role as just the founder because now I can speak more. I could do more workshops. I could do more keynotes. I can, um, I can spend my time is freed up so much where I can write more. You know, like I said, I'm writing another book right now, and I'm about halfway done, and it'll be done by the end of the year here, and then off and released in the fir- end of the first quarter. And so, um, I'm just excited because I know with me getting out of the way, and this is a leadership lesson, guys. If, if you're not the ideal person for certain things, get out of the way. Like my hustle and grind mentality got us to where we are. We're a multi-million dollar coaching company, but I I have goals to go to fifty and a hundred million dollars in the next ten years. And I'm not the guy to run the day-to-day to do that, okay? And so um, follow my lead on that. If you ain't the right person, get out of the way and put your ego aside and focus on your strength. So I'm really just excited to have the – my bandwidth is like just expanded now because we have – not just Neil, but we have an amazing team in the fight, uh, around a dozen you know amazing coaches and support people and you know, our, our, since this is a marketing show, I want to encourage people to really sit back and um, take some time to figure out what your brand promises. This is something that we just arrived on last summer after all the years in business of what it really was. And for us, when you come to the fight, you work with the fight, you, uh, you, you know, you interact, you come to an event, whatever, our brand promise that is fanatical attention. That's what we deliver. There's no, we are the most high touch coaching company on the planet for contractors. Most of these coaching groups that have hundreds of people in them, you get in and they do a webinar and maybe you can ask a question now and then and stuff. Um, we have open coaching every week. You can tag a coach. A lot of times the coach will pick the co- the phone up and call you like this is group coaching, by the way. So it's like, it's not one-on-one, yeah. but you get one-on-one attention, fanatical attention, um, and so this is kind of our first full year. So everything we've done, we were delivering that. We just didn't, we never identified that that was our our brand promise. And once we got that clear crystal, like it just opened up the heavens because yeah. you run everything through that. Like what would, what would fanatical attention look like? You know, I'll get a text from a member in the group or something and I'll be like, well, what would fanatical attention look like? It'd be me replying right now. So I'll reply right now. We had a guy uh, who... He gave a basement or no, it was a bathroom bid last year, last summer, uh, 21, 2021 for 60,000 bucks. They didn't go with him for whatever reason. They just put it off. They reached back out to him this past summer <laughs> and they're like, Hey, we want to, we want to do the job and add a couple things. And he's like, uh, okay. And in his mind, he's like, he had joined our community in the meantime. So he realized his old pricing wasn't right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, and this thing between that and the things they wanted to add, it was going to be almost $130,000. So from 60, it figures 75 is with the additions they wanted to do with the old pricing. It was now going to be almost that. So he shoots me a text and he's like, Hey, um, here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. What do I do? And I go, I have the screenshot. I've shared the screenshot on stages before. Uh, one minute later, I replied and said, call me. Two minutes later, we were on the phone for 20 minutes. And about an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was later, he replied, sold for 115, 110 grand, whatever. They took some things out and I got my number. Guys, that's fanatical attention. Okay. Yeah. And I've been a part of a lot of groups and I'm not, I know there's a lot of amazing coaches, consultants, speaker, all those things. Like the, I don't care about my competition. I don't care about how other people do things. I'm just saying I'm most proud of the way our fight team shows up with that fanatical attention. And I'm excited to have the bandwidth now to do the things that are kind of my wheelhouse. That's amazing. Wow. Well, awesome. So Tom, I'm sure listeners are going to want to connect with you and see what you're up to over the next year. So what's the best way for them to do that? You can always go to thecontractorfight.com. Uh, if you want a free copy of winning the contractor fight, you can go to thecontractorfight.com forward slash book, just pay shipping and handling. Uh, and I'm pretty active on Instagram at, uh, what is it? At real Tom Reber. So any of those places and any social pretty much, but there you go. All right. And we'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So if you're listening, you can go to beyondthetoolspodcast.com or just click through and you can connect with Tom there. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation today. And I know our listeners are going to get so much value from this and really put them in the right frame of mind for the new year. There you go. Well, I appreciate you having me. Enjoy the holidays. Hey guys, just wanted to say thank you again for listening to Beyond the Tools. I love hearing from our listeners and knowing what topics, what guests, what's resonating with you from these episodes. So if you want to share your feedback, please do so. You can DM me at Reflective Marketing on Instagram, Facebook. We're also on Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever you want to. So at Reflective Marketing. And if you are enjoying the show, please go ahead and leave us a review. It really, really helps us out to spread the word to other contractors about our podcast. So thank you so much again. Thank you.